0: Howard Lindzen is the founder and general partner at Social Leverage. All opinions expressed by Howard and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Social Leverage or StockTwits. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for decisions. Guests may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast. Hey, everybody. Linzenity. Welcome to my show. The guest tonight, again, trend that I love, comedy. My guest today is Claude Shires. He's got a great startup called Laugh Lounge. He's been doing comedy for a long time. He's going to share some stories. Welcome, Linzanity. Awesome. Good to be here. Uh, you are going to be one of my first episodes. It could be two or three. Awesome. I'm started, I started with crypto, but right after crypto, there's nothing more i am never been more bullish on anything but comedy. I like laughing. Awesome. And uh, I dream of one day being uh, on stage doing stand-up comedy. I've done it when I was a kid. And you've done it. So yeah. uh, introduce yourself.
1: Hi, I'm Claude. Claude Shires. Nice to meet you guys. I, um, I'm, I'm a stand-up comedian. I'm famous. I know you guys all know me. I'm huge in China, literally and figuratively. <laughs> I, uh, I started doing stand-up in 19... I don't want to date myself. Uh, 1998 working the door at the comedy store yes uh and then i became a paid regular at the comedy store and i guess 2000 through mitzi shore that whole process mm-hmm. and um and for me it was great because stand up like i was watching all my friends like at tv shows like sebastian and other comics just blow up and um and i was I'm, comedy store, yeah, yeah, legend. The comedy store is like is the, is the kind of mecca of stand up yep. so i became a paid regular at the comedy store and then what i found out kind of early on was the kind of money that i was making doing stand up i never needed to worry unless i wanted to buy something <laughs> yeah right. so so i became a video editor and i learned the uh the entire kind of video editing pipeline and really actually kind of fell in love with it like i thought i loved stand up and i still do but the i just fell in love with video editing because there was like a more money in it right yeah. and then i could support myself and then there was the creativity there was kind of a different tree it was like i could i didn't have to wait on lights camera audience liquor whatever yeah. so i could actually cut that stuff together and interestingly enough, like it's timing, right? Like stand up is timing, yeah. right? Yeah. Exactly. Amazon
0: and mm-hmm.
1: oh yeah, and then I, I basically after I'd edited like uh, like I don't know 30 comedy specials, I got a call from Amazon. And they were like, hey, do you, uh, do you feel like producing these live streams? Do you understand the video technology? Could you do a live stream? And I said, sure. And they said, you're comfortable doing the post? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, you're comfortable producing? And I was like, sure. And they were like, uh, how do you feel about directing? And I was like, sure. <laughs> I literally talked so fast, my way. Yeah, like, exactly. You? So he just said yes. And I got the phone. And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. I got to figure this out. So I had been around the directors enough, like trucks and whatnot, so I could call it, you know, but I basically hired everybody in the world to make me look good or prevent me from looking bad, however you would like to put it. And yeah. then um, after about four episodes of that show, I kind of had my, you know, sea legs, so to speak. And then I took on uh, the, the remaining 12 episodes for those series, and um, that's how I got my directing career going. Yeah, and, so
0: now you have a resume. And yep. wh- where is comedy headed? So what's uh, exciting about comedy? How big is comedy? Uh comedy's booming
1: and I think it's like well obviously the advent of the internet and social media and for mm-hmm. people just to be able to find a comic and follow a comic like social media around some of these comedians 10 15 million on, YouTube on, on YouTube Facebook Twitter Instagram
0: but what's the biggest Where are com- where are comics mostly Twitter Really? Yeah, Twitter, but well, I Instagram. Well, Instagram just aren't as good. Twitter's a different art. Wouldn't they want to be on YouTube?
1: It's just the followers there. And actually, we're seeing a huge boom in comedy on Facebook. Like oh, the wow. Facebook views. You can go out and get four or five million views overnight. Some, some of these Live comics, like Country way just putting it up VOD, just basically posting it, it on Facebook. How do people find you. They'll, they'll, I mean, they're fans most of the, most of the time, like you'll hear podcasts. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's interesting because people don't, I think, as a genre, People don't really follow comedy. They follow mm-hmm. specific comedians. Mm-hmm. Like you have your people that follow you Rogan or Anthony Jazzelnik. Yeah. I mean who are you, who are your favorites?
0: Uh, my favorites are old. So I when I get down the rabbit hole on YouTube, it just somehow um, I started at like the a closer look. And mm. then I'll go to uh, the Colbert monologue. I love Colbert. His monologue, and it's hit or mess but it's good enough. Mm-hmm. And then I just go, Johnny Cart, old Johnny. I can watch the same stuff over. You love the classics. I'm I'm stuck on the classics, you know. And my classics are different than you know Gary Shanley.
1: I love Gary Shanley.
0: Yeah, uh, so Dangerfield. I, Dangerfield. So I'm I never got over into the new guys. Maniscalco.
1: Maniscalco's great. Maniscalco's
0: great. great. I don't love his new stuff, but his raw old stuff, like with some of the shit just... uh, When you can laugh by yourself Mm -hmm. or giggle by yourself. When I see my daughter, Rachel, with her iPad giggling at uh, the office Mm -hmm. on the 10th time. Not the old office, but like Carell's office. It's actually better than the original office. And you kind of think that the English version copied the American version when I hear... You know, because I try to get my daughter into... um, the original one, mm-hmm. I'm having some name uh, recognition. <laughs> <Is> the original <laughs> no, I do one that. T- uh, what, The Office? Yeah. And, uh, but she just giggles over and over and over again. And so it's so personal comedy, and now there's so much of it, mm-hmm. that uh, I've been fascinated by the industry, and um, not, not really wanting to be in the industry, but then I met you randomly, I think someone that worked for you Sent yeah, me your yeah, pitch. That's right. That was actually. And I never open pitches that are sent to me by email, but I'm a sucker for comedy. And lost some money in comedy deals. <laughs> I and, think that was your
1: opening line to me, by the way. I walked yeah. in with this hat and you go, Hey, that's great. Cr- I love that logo. I lose money in comedy all the
0: time. I was yeah. like, Oh,
1: no, the- okay.
0: So you're in LA and I drove up to meet you with my daughter and that's right. um I love the idea. So let's 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 talk a little bit about sure. Laugh Lounge, but yeah. first let's maybe run the explainer video. So I know if you're not watching on video, you can go head over to YouTube and watch it on my blog, but let's run the explainer video of Laugh Lounge. Awesome. I think that does hopefully does a great yeah. job.
2: And then we'll what? And this is the artist facing video, just for context. Yeah, this is how artists. Introducing Laugh Lounge, the best way to experience live comedy on your TV, tablet, or phone every night of the week. Laugh Lounge delivers live streaming comedy directly from comedy clubs across the country to your favorite device. This innovative new platform is already expanding audiences for artists and comedy clubs alike. Laugh Lounge was built by working comedians and production industry veterans to bring live streaming performances to comedy fans around the globe. We know firsthand the importance of reliable income for working artists. As a Laugh Lounge participating artist, you'll benefit in multiple ways. You'll receive a guaranteed minimum fee for your performance, you'll receive a share of Laugh Lounge's subscription revenue for the month in which your performance occurs. You can easily earn viewer contributed tips with the Laugh Lounge digital tip chart. Each performance is hosted on the Laugh Lounge platform for 30 days, helping you to extend fan engagement and broaden your audience. In addition, your artist profile page makes it easy to connect with fans, arrange bookings, share a performance calendar, and announce ticket sales. The Comedian Dashboard feature allows you to quickly see total laughs, views, and earnings from across all of your videos. Today, Laugh Lounge stands at the intersection of four major growth markets. Live comedy, subscription video on demand, video streaming, social engagement. Our mission is to ensure that artists and comedy clubs are at the forefront of that growth. Grow your fan base, grow your income. Join the Laugh Lounge Revolution today.
1: That was a $20
0: plug in. No. I'm <laughs> the, so, I think. So, now that we. You've, you've demoed. Uh, this yeah. is on the artist side. So, is it yep. kind of like Patreon for comedians?
1: Uh, you know, that's funny because that was my old job, was a crowdfunding platform. It does have a little bit of that exact kind of feel to it. And mm-hmm. it is similar. I would say Twitch, but Patreon, very so similar. So, Twitch
0: for comics. So, so, what is the. What was the motivation and what is the true vision around it? The motivation
1: for me was, you know, that when I would drive from, like, San Diego to Los Angeles to perform for 15 bucks or $50 or whatever it was, Mm -hmm. like, obviously there was no internet back then. You know, so now it's like we have a way to if you will, remunerate the artist is opportunity to move the audience from the A column and the network side to the comedian column over here. And we do that through social media. Mm-hmm. So we basically will post across all the, the comedians platforms and then share the subscription revenue with the artist. Mm-hmm. So the artists actually have the, something that, that comedians have really never had was residual income. So we share... We're going to do five show. We basically do five comedians, four different cities, 20 comedians per month. We're basically going to own a so night of the you're curating week. the comedians. So you're cura- still
0: cherry picking. Absolutely. Okay.
1: Yeah. This is all from within the community of comedians, right? Mm-hmm. Community of comedians. Yes. And um, yes. And <laughs> so what we want to do is New York, Los Angeles, Austin, and San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Basically every Wednesday night or Thursday night, we're going to own a night of the week, and that's always going to be live up. Mm-hmm. And so the reason to subscribe is if you miss that show, it'll be on for 30 days, so you You'll never miss the artist that you want to see
0: and so you have the marketplace problem. so Mm -hmm. so so talk about that so uh, because you got to get both sides Mm -hmm. so So we're working with all the clubs right Mm -hmm. in the country those are our
1: partners right Mm -hmm. and we're working with all the well we cherry pick all the comedians but we want to work with every comic yeah and basically what we're going to do is we're going to use i don't want to give away too much here but we're basically going to be working with our partners to to pull the the, uh the customers out of the clubs right and what we really want to do is is solve an access problem because there's like great, excuse me, there's great comedy markets yeah. like New York and Los Angeles, San Francisco, Chicago, Austin. But how do you get access to those markets if you're Iowa, Nebraska, Norway, mm-hmm. you know, and what we're trying to do is, is basically open that channel up. So right. expand kind of beyond physical venue capacities. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we actually it's this is part of the cool thing about the technology is I can look at the back end map and see when somebody in Pakistan is watching something. You know yeah. what I mean? To so to see that comedy is truly global um, has just been kind of an inspiration that way.
0: And what uh, And you're in L.A. Mm-hmm. and what uh, is the comedy scene like in L.A.? Uh, it's you booming. Did it for a long time. I
1: did it for a long time. I've been a paid regular at the comedy store since 2000, I guess. And. Um, yeah, I mean, comedy, is, it's, it's booming. And, and the comedy store specifically, if you haven't been to the comedy store, it's got three rooms yeah, you just, in it. You it's, just took great. it's a fantastic, for, your, for the audience, it's, there's a main room, which is about a 450-seat uh, theater. The original room is about a 200-seat, 200 250, if they pack them in like sardines. Uh, and then there's the belly room, which is a 99-seat theater. So uh, kind of, it's kind of like comedy boot camp. When you're starting out, you, you work the door, you go there, you open you open the shows, and everybody recognizes you for checking their ID, so they give you no respect. You okay, know what I mean? It. They don't think you you're they, a nobody, Exactly. And you have to go through that process, and then ultimately it just kind of peels the dignity out of you. Mm-hmm. So that's what I tell other entrepreneurs, by the way. When I'm pitching, I'm like, dude, I'm used to looking bad in front of 200 people at a time. <laughs> 10 is nothing. Yeah. You know? so, um, so, yeah, so the comedy scene is booming, and I, I think what we're, what we're really seeing is that the younger comics aren't afraid to go out and just do their content online. They're not worried about losing their rights. They know they can get advertising right money, you know, they basically know there's ways to monetize that content. The older generation of comedians on the other hand is like concerned about rights to lose, you know. So what we're saying is let's put the rights and the monetization and the content all in the same place. So
0: will new comedians get this or no?
1: Yeah. New, we actually want to break comics. That's part of the whole thing.
0: Yeah. So the ultimate goal of Laugh Line is to break comics. Mm-hmm. And break no diff- comics. Get in the- a th- platform that's built for comics. Yeah. And the, and where, where'd you come up with the name? So, <laughs>
1: um, well, it's funny, you know, you go back and you look at your original idea and mm-hmm. the original idea was actually called LaughStream, Okay. Right. And, uh, it's funny, I have that voicemail that I got from Seinfeld. That was actually the the inspiration yeah. for the thing. So um just to kind of jump around on the story, but basically I was working for Amazon and um I shouldn't say I was actually working for them. It was when I was off work, right? Yeah. Amazon. So I was actually we did that show once a month. But uh, and I had I had considered this idea of laugh stream, right? Yeah. And so we kicked it around a little bit. And um, would somebody grab me a water? I'm sorry. I just, I'll continue this thing. But, so I kicked around the idea of LaughStream, and I had basically thought of this idea of the map with the little dots on it. Yeah. But LaughStream just was – there's no alliteration, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I wanted it to kind of have a feeling of, like, kind of vegas or comedy roots. Yes. Thanks, man. And so um, Laugh Lounge, you know? And then we went through the logos, and I actually saved all of the original logo selections. And that just one just popped out, you know? Right. So you and took it, the time. Took the time, you gotta do the right. You can't do you know, and not to sound like a life coach, but you know, there's just no shortcut.
0: And are you doing stand up now? You know
1: what? Since I had my daughter, I've taken a break because not just because I'm like a great dad and I gotta do that, but you can't it's hard to tell your wife you're gonna be going out from ten until one every night of the week when yes. you have you know what I mean? Yes. When you have a kid. So
0: And so what is hot? What are the topics that are, are hot right now? In stand up? Yeah, and some of the up and comers. Who are some of the up and comers that you think are interesting? <coughs> well,
1: I think what's hot in stand up right now is vulnerability. Because if you look at some of the comedy specials that are coming out, um, uh, Hannah Gadsby, I think, was the was the big one. You, people really buy into your personal story. Mm-hmm. And what's great about that is it's unhackable. Do you know what I mean? If I'm telling you something about my family that happened to me uh-huh. in a way that's funny and an artful, you can't steal it. Yeah. So I think that you're, you're seeing people really kind of buy in to this, you know, the artists that are willing to look bad in order to look good, so to yeah. speak.
0: And when I did stand-up, I was 18, so that was 34 years ago, and I, went, I was just beginning in Toronto and doing stand-up. It just What drove me nuts were the, the comics themselves, because mm-hmm. like, it was a reflection on me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think I was as fucked up as oh, you everybody else <laughs> And so it was just really a messed up group of people. Uh, and I was young, so mm-hmm. I, and I just I didn't fit in right from the get go, or at least that only makes that you a better comic
1: by not being able to fit in. By the way, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, now now it feels like, uh, and you took me to the comedy store, that it still has the same vibe as it did 34 years it's, ago.
1: It's a community right, of um of you know uh you know it's funny people there's this kind of thing that misery loves comedy right? Yeah. It's like the comics all are damaged, and I mean of course when we have suicides in the community and stuff like that, it kind of speaks to that. But I think it's, you know, um, everybody kind of has their own thing, you know. Mm -hmm. But like Rodney Dangerfield didn't start comedy until his late 40s. You know what I mean? I mean, it's -hmm. it's like where you get comfortable in your own skin. And I think the real art in stand-up is how can I be this intimate with 200 people? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? How yeah. can I tell a story that really reflects my point of view on something?
0: But no matter wh- how good your story is in the wrong audience and they don't want to listen, you've got to have a different material. And that's so that's what, the problem.
1: Yes. And then you have to be willing to go into that knowing you're going to eat shit. Yeah. And just keep or a, change. A, or yeah, or, or if you can comment on it. You can pull it around. The problem is this, is that when you start performing and you become anxiety-ridden and nervous, the audience instantly switches from listening to your jokes to what the fuck is <laughs> What's going on with this guy? I've
0: seen the meltdowns. What you have know you what I Man had a meltdown. Oh, god, yeah. Several. <laughs> is this a meltdown right here? No, 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 this okay. is not a meltdown. The, uh, <laughs> okay, because I'm having one. The uh, so, so my next question, I got a million questions, but yeah, so, so with laugh, L- you mm-hmm. know, like I said, I'm trying to help uh, laugh Lounge. You're you're raising a seed round, mm-hmm. okay? So we're not here. I don't know I'm legally what I'm allowed to do here, but I don't even have stock to its approval to do the ad, so yeah. let's go with yeah. it. The um, I don't even know if I own my name. The... Uh, <laughs> the 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 question is what's it been like as a comic cuz i know i i like mm-hmm. i'm in for 25 yeah. the first time i met you and i'm like <laughs> by the way i'm surprised we haven't raised all the money yeah yet, so, you know well, we got in, that's whats so what is what what is it about comedy that people just don't get
1: well i no i i i think well people love well, stand up industry
0: there's private equity in the industry there's no love we're starting to see more shows and i want to go through that but like what is the problem
1: well no, i think well people look comics are like uh, they love to perform right? And they get, you know, people make specials around them. But the typical thing is you'll see a comic work 10 years to do an hour special and they'll offer them 15 grand for it. And you know, they're making a lot more than that, obviously, like on everything else. So Again what we're trying to do is to kind of remonetize and give the comedians the, you know, basically a portion of that same pie. Yeah. And, um, and by having kind of a platform of our own, yeah.
0: <laughs> you know. Well, my two big beefs are mm-hmm. Netflix specials are too long. Yes. Cuz I don't think any comic mm-hmm. can really not that many it's an can ou- go for yes. an hour. Yes. And okay. that's I that's, want your best 10 minutes. And then when I go to YouTube Mm-hmm. they put me down the goddamn rabbit hole it's a rabbit hole and I it, don't, I'm sick of Chappelle mm-hmm. when are they, if the algorithm worked it would say Linden's had enough Chappelle right let's serve up a non-black guy who talked like Spotify did with let's Discover let's give him some Jezelnik already right. uh, give me some that I haven't fucking yeah.
1: well that's you, what we're trying, trying to do you're watching me
0: is, all day you're Google yeah tell me how to do something new mm-hmm. so I'm really this is why I like Laugh Lunch I'm really struggling as someone who wants fresh comedy that's
1: exactly why we're here
0: and um, the HBO Crashing show was phenomenal. Exactly. It was very dark. Mm-hmm. It, some of the episodes were unwatchable. Mm-hmm. Um, jada Apatow seems to do every show ever made. Who's the comic in that again? Pete, Pete Holmes. I, oh, yep, my God. I edited his Funny comedy special. fucking guy. Yeah. Uh, the last episode of series, mm-hmm. the last show with that, uh, he, he got a break and he, and he performed for the good-looking or whatever, his name, the mm-hmm. supposedly nice guy. Uh, it was one of the most interesting exciting uh, so if people can go watch that episode mm-hmm. and you don't even have to watch the whole series yeah it is like yeah. made me feel good it just brought everything together about a guy working hard and and it have you performed at that show in New York yeah. have you performed at that
1: at the venue, at the cellar? Yeah. Yes. Have you I performed in yes. the cellar? Yes, the cellar And I is I the roof that low? Like, it's it- low. The ceilings are low. It's and uncomfortably it s- it low. scary? Uh, uh, well, it's just you end up feeling like you're doing combat in a basement. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> but is it easier so, to do it in that so, environment or harder? Well, actually, if the audience is attentive and, like, again, if you have them on your side, then it's like dynamite in a small room, you know? But because uh, believe me, when you're performing in a, in, a, in a theater of 1,200 and nobody's laughing, it's awfully quiet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so um, it just depends. I, I think that if the audience buys into who you are. Like Dave Chappelle is the master at that. I know, you know. He, Everybody you know, says it. He, well, he's been, he's never had another job. Mm-hmm. Since he was 15 years old, he's been doing stand-up comedy. Yeah. He's never like had driven a cab or, you know. So a what, work, people way to just nothing. trust him when he shows up? Well, or he's he just, just is funny? He's the master at being himself. Yeah, Chappelle, I saw him. He came in and did our show at the comedy store. We have a lot, we have a monthly show at the comedy store. And um Chappelle came in one night and did an hour at the end of the show. Wow. Literally sat on stage, smoked a cigarette and talked. He's like, I love nicotine more than my, my children, you know. He's yeah. like and, But he uh, can
0: get away with almost anything. Yeah.
1: And, and actually, you're legally allowed to smoke on stage in California as a, as a right to the artist. In his it's Netflix special, I think he was vaping. Yeah.
0: So how many comics do you think perform high? I know Rogan's high. Um, perform high? Yes. Gosh, and most Rogan's of Rogan's high all the all whole show, right? <laughs> yeah, I think the entire comedy store is actually
1: just high most of the time. Right. You know, they, uh, well, I think it's interesting, too, because well, on a side, sidebar to that is that now with marijuana being legal, mm-hmm. that people come in and they don't drink as much because they come in and they, they're all you know hopped up on That's the devil's cabbage.
0: Uh-huh. So... <laughs> it is the doubt, but
1: you don't think, I don't think I could, I could, I, 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 if you're performing high to me, that's like, the problem is you forget shit. Like I forget <laughs> shit when I'm not high. So yeah. if I go up there high, it's like, you don't want to forget the But I guess if you've been
0: smoking your whole life. Some people just are better with it, so I guess. God bless. The thing is
1: that when you're on the road, you'll do a show, I'll do like a seven o'clock and a nine o'clock, and in mm-hmm. some of these places that are really trying to squeeze you, will give you a seven o'clock, a nine o'clock, and 11 o'clock, mm-hmm. so you might be on the nine o'clock being like, did I do a joke at the seven o'clock? Did I do a joke already, you know? Like, do you remember the best you've ever been? Uh, for sure. Okay, like, so what
0: city, where were you? Um,
1: no, it was here in LA. I mean, it was in LA for sure. Being at the comedy store and having like my wife and da- well, having my wife and everybody from acting class, uh-huh. like when I was 29 years old, and everybody came to the comedy store on a Friday night, and um, I was like, you know, like just literally shitting in my pants to perform in front of these people. And Andrew Dice Clay. Do you carry
0: X or underwear on nights like
2: that?
1: Yeah, does we're double all the time. Yeah. And Andrew Dice Clay came in and bumped everybody. Oh, and, like, I went up this. right. Oh my God, it was okay, just, so so. So he bumps bumps. Basically, what that means is like somebody a big famous comic. And come in and knock whatever comics off the lineup right so he bumps uh, the three comics that were before me and then does half an hour, walks half the audience, and then asks the piano player, he goes, Hey, who's up next? You know, and I was like, Oh my God, I don't want to follow Andrew <laughs> Dice Clay in front of my family. Is you know P. what I mean? This was like, No, this was like when he was in his low period. which okay. was even worse. Was okay. to <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so he goes up and he goes, Hey, he goes to the piano player, he goes, Who's next? And the piano goes, Claude Shires from La Jolla. You're going to love him. Oh, and he goes, God. Do you know him? You hang out with him? And and the piano player goes, No. And Dice was like, Well, maybe this this guy's great maybe he sucks ass and he drops the microphone oh. so i had to walk and pick up the microphone and i was like hey give it up for dice he was great like 20 years ago <laughs>
0: And everybody so was Everybody, yeah, came around in. And it was
1: like That was like the first time I was like, oh my god I
0: can fucking do this Like, you know And the whole set went well Yeah, the set went well But and if I hadn't
1: called that out And like been willing To be an asshole Then But Mitzi well, that's had, what happened In know, the
0: last episode Of Crash He became an asshole Yeah To the, to the, what, the famous guy That he was performing yeah. for And it was funny And yeah. so the guy had to like him And that's then That's the thing You, you well. can b- get, buy their confidence back By being
1: willing, you know Yeah And I think that's something That they recognize so. I think
0: with the VCs I think I get away with A lot of stuff in my end Industry because I just goof on them, and for some reason I just did it in a way that they accepted it. Right. And so I think I took a risk there. Yeah. uh I just I don't know if I could do it on stage every night. Now, yes. what's the most cringe-worthy? Where you just said maybe I'll never do it again because everybody has <laughs> cringe and that's the name of your uh, podcast. Yes. By the
1: way. Yes. So uh, I mean, dude, everybody loves a train wreck, right? Mm-hmm. So I did a show. In Vegas for a bunch of car dealerships, <laughs> just a bad idea to begin with. And yeah. these guys had booked me based on my what YouTube kind of car? It was uh, just like uh, like American cars, nothing like, like you know, It was yeah. exactly. I was fucked from the beginning. Yeah. And uh, and I get there, and so I do this joke in my act where I talk about like my wife is always. She's like, uh, you know, you should get out of your comfort zone and just do something different. Like, you know, you know, get a manicure and a pedicure and a facial. And I was like, dude, there's no way I'm gonna get. You know, the, the, the meaning facial has a totally different meaning to guys than it does to girls. You yeah. know? She's like, maybe, you, I, maybe you get out of your comfort zone once in a while. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so, I, so they booked me on this this act from from YouTube, right? So mm-hmm. I, I go up on stage, and these guys have been drinking since four o'clock. So yeah. I go up at nine o'clock, no introduction. The guy's like, oh, we have a comedian that's oh. like trying to perform in C block. So I go up there. And I do this, you know. I start doing my act, and they're just like the people are heckling and throwing stuff. And I'm the opening act, yeah. So, so I it's not going to get broader. better. So it's not going to get any better. And um, so I go up and I and I, I start doing my jokes. And I do that one specific joke. And I see this guy get up and grab his daughter's hand and like walk out. I was like, I don't even know who that guy is. They're <laughs> like, Oh, that guy owns the dealership. <sighs> so it was like the, basically the hook came out at that point. You know what I mean? And I was like, Hey, you guys have been. I didn't even get to say goodnight and They were like, Thank you so much. We're going to go ahead and close the show down for everybody. And so I was like, Well, glad we got our check before we
0: started. <laughs> yeah. You know? uh, so So that's the reality of comedy. So with Laugh Lounge, I think you're taking they're, they're in their native environment. They're at the comedy club. Mm-hmm. The cameras are there mm-hmm. anyways. And do you edit their bits or is it fully? So no,
1: we we basically were live. The show yeah. goes live, and then based every night of the, every show, every Laugh Lounge show that we have, um, the night of the week that would be live, and then we would do a cut down of that show that would go up the next night. Right. So and that's what would stay up for thirty days.
0: And who inspired you quickly in comedy?
1: Um, George Carlin, uh, Robin Williams, uh, Stephen Wright. Did you get Mike meet? O'Connell?
0: <laughs> Did you get to meet most of them?
1: Um, Robin Williams, yeah, I got to meet him.
0: And was amazing. he nice? Yeah. Jim Carrey, amazing, amazing, amazing. That's who I started When in Toronto, that's who mm-hmm. I used to watch, mm-hmm. and uh, Mike Myers as well. Yeah, who Mike is Myers, a legend. fantastic. He's a legend. So, uh, well, good luck with Laugh Lounge. <laughs> Thank you. We're, to leave, I want to run one of the ads because they're funny. Yeah. It's fun. You're having fun. This ad yes. got pulled from Facebook. Why? Yeah. Well,
1: no. So, uh, yeah, we, we didn't actually killing somebody. No, it just. I think it was because it had. Uh, it, w- it was comedy, but it had a gun in it, so it was like, you know, the face,
0: the, the, the object recognition technology is just off the map. So run this ad, which is kind of your brand a little dark. Yeah. Hey, what you up to tonight? We'll be your friends. We're cool. Yeah, we are cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you guys seem cool. Come on. I like this guy. Ah! Ah! Come hang out at Laugh Lounge, where you can watch live stand-up comedy on demand seven nights a week. Laugh Lounge, where comedy is your friend. Deer Hunter comedy. Come on, who doesn't ooh, love that? Ooh, well, most of have never heard of it.
1: I know. So Deer Hunter. So he's a comic that's yes, blowing up. Yes, yes, he's blowing up. Exactly. So that's part of what we're doing now is this. Yeah.
0: So part of what you do is also get to. Now be a producer, producer direct stand
1: up comedy specials exactly, and because we're kind of within the comedy community, we have good insights into who's really about to blow up, and you know what comics do the comics
0: like. Yeah, what comics do the mm-hmm. comics like is a great thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, congratulations, thank you, thanks for uh, coming in to ten. Is there any questions from the audience? Quickly, Ryan. All right, so uh, with the two million that you raised, what's mm-hmm. what what are you going to try and build out?
1: We are building out our marketing campaign. We're gonna um, we're basically planning to launch at Montreal with version two of the application.
0: Okay, Montreal is a huge festival. Montreal,
1: the JFL festival. It's the most fun you can have as an adult. By the way, I'd, like I yeah. didn't realize the bars could stay open that late. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the most fun. And we're going to launch there, do some shows there, and of course, we're going to be doing the Cringeworthy podcast from there. So yeah, I
0: love the Cringeworthy. How can I find the cringe Just everywhere. So, uh,
1: you can actually see it on Laugh Lounge. We'll be we'll be putting it up on our Facebook page.
0: It's a good idea. Well a, thank you. People I think everybody like loves a train wreck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, so uh, thanks for coming to Lindsay Unity. Awesome. All right.